Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. You are in luck because The Pinball Show episode 88 is a damn good one. This week, Dennis and I talk about poofing with strangers in a store, the influence that Full House had on many growing children, Dennis's thoughts and impressions of Rush Pinball, George Gomez's upcoming game design this year, a creasel correction, Chicago Gaming Company production updates, the death of Valhalla hype, the upcoming Dennis Nordman game, growing impatience with Haggis Pinball, things I like, things I don't about Pinball Brothers Alien game, a hot Facebook pinball debate, and the back of cabinets. The 2021 Crystal Ceremony premiere. Pinball market trends, and the old switcheroo. Jam-packed and full of fun, this is The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Everywhere you look, you'll see Dennis Creasel and Zach Minnie hosting the Pinball Show, episode 88. Dennis, how are you? I'm fine. It's been 84 minutes since the last TPS episode, I think. Did you love it? I, I listened all the way up through Market Trends. Why do you always turn it off during market trends? You can learn something. Te- it doesn't teach me anything. No. You can learn. No. You have an aversion to learning? Look, I have a uh, I have an aversion to everything except the intricate research that I bring to the table. As you know, I have often always said, never ever deviating, that Iron Maiden is the most popular band <laughs> when compared to Rush. That's uh, the sort of research that I rely on. <laughs> we will get to that in the pinball news. That was a fun email. Uh, what have you been up to lately? I have been doing work, unfortunately. It's a very sad time. Legislative season is upon us, which means I have to start paying attention to what nasty things committees want to do Mm. to me professionally. And it's not going to be a good year. Uh, And Omicron, we've got, uh, you know, everyone's sick. So we actually, yeah. So the state finally gave the clearance to the local uh, governments to drop contact tracing. Uh, that it oh. was no longer fees. I mean, honestly, the compliance was so low at this point. Yeah, yeah. So we're, you know, the thought, the thought slash hope actually is with this, everyone will either have been vaccinated or infected by and large, obviously there'll be exceptions and we might be able to finally move to endemic state. And this will be the last of the major surges. That's the hope. We don't know that. Don't for jinx sure, us. We don't. Everybody's but, um, got COVID. I think my dog has COVID. It's, uh, I Can mean, dogs it's get COVID. Uh, I've heard about some dogs having possibly having COVID. Um, we know other animals have gotten COVID. We some zoos lost some of their big cats to it. Big so, cat? Yeah, big cats don't cope well with COVID. Oh. Neither do many humans. But I wonder if Joe Exotic in jail. I wonder if Joe Exotic, <gasps> Joe Exotic has COVID. That name just came right to you. Uh, it's not like I had to Google it. Good. Do you think he yeah, had? I'm glad to- you didn't have to go to Bing. Man, I wonder. Prison, you would think in prison, COVID really runs rampant. Actually, that was a big, poli- you know, everything about COVID is political, but that early on, that was one of the biggest things that the some of our legislators got in Kansas got really mad about is pres- prisoners because it was so virulent in mm-hmm. the 
in that because it's a, you know it's a confined population you can't easily socially distance all the prisoners sure. so they were prioritized for vaccination oh i see and of course there was the well why are you letting criminals live over regular folk yeah it's a bunch of potheads in there that shouldn't be vaccinated oh the irony of a big cat getting covid yeah. and giving it back to carol baskin wow then she needs to watch that show. I'm sure when JJP show. does the Tiger King pinball machine, I will uh, see it all on the screen. I haven't been up to much lately. I've been working a lot. Just I didn't work, ask. Work, 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 work. Yeah, but I feel like I'm on fucking final round. Jeff Teola's here. I, I did hear that part of your <laughs> of your solo episode that you put out approximately 84 minutes ago that the uh, that the rush sales have been very strong. They have been. They've been keeping us busy here at Flipping Out Pinball. So yeah, I've been super busy. Uh, not many highlights in my, not that you care, Dennis, or listener, not many highlights of my week. I did have something special happen to me last week I wanted to share with the, the listening audience because it was it was special. It was cute. I went to, uh, do you guys have Meyer? I think I've asked this before. I, I don't know what a Meyer is. A Meyer is like so a, no. almost like a Walmart super store grocery no, kind of thing. Not to my knowledge, we do not. Went to a Meyer to pick up uh, body wash. Are you a body wash or a bar kind of guy? Uh, wash leaves less soap scum in the shower, so I converted to that years okay. ago. Okay, a little loofah and stuff. So uh, I needed I needed some new smell, so I went in there. And generally speaking, when I'm out in public, I don't like dealing with people. I'm not this extrovert that goes out of their way. Right, right. I, so, I, so you're so you're in the Axe body spray aisle. Those people annoy me. You know, they're they're going out of their way to talk to people. Just uh, let me do my thing. So I'm in that Axe body spray aisle, and I like the um, the more retail smells. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. Um, very manly, musky, uh, wood woody. I like the woody smells. You know, your your sandalwoods and your cedar woods and stuff like that. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm just going through. And one of the nicest things happened. A gentleman walked up beside me, and he was looking at the body wash as well. And he said, um, I, I'd recommend that one. He pointed to one. I thought, this is very odd. Who who just uh, approaches a stranger recommending uh, you know, liquid gel that they rub all over their dong? Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, yeah, okay. And 15 minutes later, Dennis, the, this man and, and I, we'll call him Bob, we had just the nicest time in aisle nine of Meyer, going through different recommendations of body washes, ones we like, ones we don't. At one point, we were giggling together. We were we were uh, poofing. I'm going to call it poofing when you open the lid and you poof for the smell uh, to, to one another. I poofed his nose. He poofed mine. It was just a nice magical moment that I wanted to share with everybody. I mean, he even at one point, Bob, oh, God bless him. He poofed too much and got a little bit of residual on the nose there. And we chuckled about that. I just, just a wonderful, lovely time with Bob at the mire. Have you ever had that type of interaction with, with a total stranger? <laughs> Dennis? No. Sounds nice though. I almost like, you know what, Bob? Uh, what's what's your number? I almost picked up a friend, and it made me think. I was like, well, why am I with this way? And I trace it back to childhood, watching one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, and something that is going to be missed dearly to the world, and that's the loss of Bob Saget. Well, first we lose Betty White, 
Now we lose Bob Saget. Were you a Bob Saget fan? Uh, not particularly. No, oh, uh, I, I'd seen some of his comedy routines. I mean, his you know his stand up act is extremely different than his kind of American yeah, dad persona. The, not the best stand-up, Actually, it was but... he was a. He's more known, I, you know. I always associate more with just being a really filthy comic than sure. anything, sure. Um, which I, which was fine. It's just he wasn't on my high list of really funny people. But no, did you ever watch Full House though? That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it when I was a kid. I attribute a lot of my morals and principles in life. I should you not to, uh, to sitcoms like Full House or any of the TGIF, you know, Family Matters, Step by Step. I think it taught a lot of good morals and principles that uh, mm. I don't think kids get nowadays. Yeah, I uh, I think I pulled more of my cues from Silence of the Lambs, but <laughs> we all have our favorite shows. Gladys. That's how I learned how to uh, pair wines <laughs> with dinner. It's time for TPN Industry News. Well, great not hearing from correspondents, Zach. Yeah, I don't know where in the hell they went. What are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about Stern Pinball? We'll have to do what we do every week. Uh, provide the news to these people. Take over the world? Try to take over the world? I think we are very pinky and brainish, don't you? I, You know, I never really watched that show. I only know that line because everyone else did, and I had to pretend I could fit in. Zoinks. I think you're from all your poofing, you're a powder puff girl. You don't poof? Are you an anti-poofer? You just go off name alone? You got to poof. The the scents are described on the bottle. Oh, but uh, accurately. Well. You poof. Everybody poofs. No, I usually order, so I don't usually. Even women poof. Don't let them tell you any otherwise. No. No. (laughs) No. No. All right. Stern Pinball's in the news, as always, with Rush Pros possibly leaving that factory this week. I gave some of my... First impressions, you things, did. I, things I like, things I don't. Things you like, things you like a little bit less. Yeah, segments that dentists think are stupid. But well, what are some of your first thoughts? We heard a little bit on EGP if you guys go mm. tune into that. But some of your quick thoughts about Rush Pinball. Well, it looks like uh, Borg took the X-Men layout but added, uh, you know, made changes to make it a more flowy layout. Okay, good. So I, like I think it looks like it, it still looks pretty rough of a layout. I actually really liked X-Men, so... I think that overall it looks like it's an improved layout, but I I definitely see X Men in it. It's not a wholly unique concept, but uh, you know the feature. I was really surprised you didn't put a bash toy in. Right? We haven't seen. Have we seen a bash toy from Borg in a while? Turtles uh, didn't have one. I mean, we don't really count the van as a bash toy. No, so, we don't touch the no, van. So no, it's it's been a while. I think maybe he's been like, you know what? Everyone thinks I'm just the bash toy person now. So I liked reusing the the ring from Lord of the Rings and turning it into the... I still call it the ring instead of the time machine, but that's probably because I'm too. not it, it big in a rush. It was more ringish than anything. So there's that. There's the the rules sound interesting, though I'm not quite sure you describe them exactly accurately in terms of what's going on with the song We had to hear from Ray Day, yeah. I just, no, I just I could tell that just from my own, my eyes. I didn't really so watch a stream keen. much, so I just listened to I, Gary I, I only I only had about 25 minutes on the stream, but, you know, it looked, I mean, Ray Day kind of blew it up on that, but, the, but everyone else seemed to, they're all better players than me, though, so I know it's going to be rough for me mm-hmm. to play. But, yeah, it's not really uh, my sort of, of game that I'd want to buy new, but it's one I want to I play locally, and I'm sure we'll get one, so. Yeah, what about, the, do you think there's a big difference between the Pro versus the Premium LE models? Because we know that John Borg 
typically does a hell of a pro. Yeah, I I do think there are obviously there are a number of changes. So it's yes. not like it's not my my example of a Borg one where there wasn't was uh, and you may disagree with me on this one would be Guardians where it felt like you just had these, no, these right. decorative right. Groot hands and that's the only thing that stood out and it'd be like why would you do that here with the you know like the the multiple diverter subway ejects and and such mm-hmm. and you've got the whole clocked toy sculpt time machine I. I see clear differences, Mm -hmm. but I think mostly that's going to be hardcore Rush fans are going to be like, I want that. I want that added experience. I think people that might be from a gameplay perspective, you know, it's a mix. It's like, there's nothing that's, you know, we've had instances like Game of Thrones, for example, where you can say the pro play, I've heard people, and I would argue this as well, the pro plays better. I don't think you're going to argue the pro plays better on Rush, but you're not giving up a whole lot either where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I lost my collapsing building and my mm-hmm. and my ramp and my Mecha Godzilla tummy grab. You know, it's not, it feels like it's more tolerable as a pro. The premium, you do get that uh, extra Vuck instead of the, the dead end. I hate the dead end shots. Yeah, you know, uh, and I wondered if that's going to bug me or not because I really didn't like the the dead end shot on Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but yeah. that's because the difference is with Led Zeppelin, that should be a super fun ramp shot, and you just all of a sudden you turned it into a brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had other games where there have been those sort of dead end shots where you just go and hit a stand up though, and I and if they're angled in a good way, I think it's all right. So mm-hmm. I think if you like physical ball locks, that's that's gonna you go. Oh yeah, premium. and that. And, yeah, and there are going to be a lot of people that will be like that. But, you know, them turning people, they just turn off all those physical ball locks anyway. I know. It is the way. They take out all the fun. They take out all the breaking things. Sorry, Johnny Mnemonic Power Glove. The glove never works. Not today. Sorry, Crane. You're not getting the crane to work on Demo Man in a tournament. <sighs> no, Everyone just chooses the freeze lock anyway. So do you love the art? Uh, art's okay. I don't love it, but I don't dislike it. It's different. I'll give them credit for that. Some people don't like the, the the comic look of the character. You acted like I, I went see. soft in my impressions. Yeah, uh, I mean, I thought everyone I like has a. Th- uh, the artist did, uh, and I thought you had a fair. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna <gasps> give you some credit. Holy! Shit. You you had a fair point about. <sighs> it's kind of irrelevant if the band likes it or not. Yeah, this is a commercial product, so it needs to be what will sell. And ideally, if we're still you know, and Stern still does this, you know. Ideally, there are going to be a lot of these games operated. It should be something that will draw people to want to play the game. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right when you say, you know, that the band signing off, that doesn't mean you get carte blanche. This is not a vanity project to, you know, they can go get their own custom game made if they want to have stupid art. Yeah, this ain't snakes uh, and sparklers. Right, right. We need but, more. but I'm okay with the art. I don't love it. I don't think it's going to win any awards. Uh, but I don't hate it. I think it's definitely above the old Photoshop era style look. Absolutely. And he followed all the he followed all the main rules for you pin you pinheads out here. You guys, you know what you are. <laughs> we know what he we oversaturated like. all the colors, mm-hmm. so you'll fall for it popping, and that's all yeah. that really matters. A lot of colors. colors just don't Photoshop and color pop. Got color yeah. pop. We got a color pop. Have some characters in there. We like we like that kind of stuff. If Stern had done aliens. I tell you, they would have found a way to bring in yellows, oranges, and reds and pop them. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would, oh, we'll They'd just be like, well, let's just put too. explosions everywhere. There. Yeah, overall, it was, uh, it's was. it been a hell of a seller uh, compared to what I thought it was going to be. So we've been happy with it and hope to get my hands on one soon so that we can see if it's all that it's cracked up to be. 
So that's the, so that's Rush Pinball. Yay! I want to know that nobody nobody's really been talking about this. We kind of teased it a couple of weeks ago. Saw a YouTube interview overseas with George Gomez coming out saying that he is going to have a game design in 2022 later in the year. That's huge. It is, but poor George. Poor Gomi. He's so busy. He's ever so tired. Uh, the assumption I had when I heard this was that, okay, he's he's assigned to finish a Steve Ritchie project. And he acted as if it wasn't in the plans to design a game, but kind of circumstances came up. Right, right. And what, so, and what yeah. else would it be? Everything else has been acquisitions. Like they brought on Jack Danger. They, but what, what's their one big departure on the design front? It's Steve Ritchie. Yeah. And Steve said he had a, you know, he, he had a Whitewood, quote unquote, ready to go when he left. So he was clearly far along on something. I think the thing is, is George going to tweak Steve's layout or is George going to just be like trash it and just redo the whole thing himself? Mm. And, you know, I think it's going to be the latter. He, uh, yeah, George doesn't want, yeah, Part, he doesn't yeah, want to. Yeah, his tone made it sound like this was like a big time sink for him. If it was just tweaking a near complete layout, it wouldn't be. But I think it comes down to, you know, ego, essentially, that George does not man. want to. Yeah, I and I don't blame him for this. I don't think George wants to just put the finishing touches on something Steve did. I would I do think the same thing. There was a moral imperative for him to completely redo Trudeau's Deadpool. Like sure, they could sure. not go out and give Trudeau any credit. That that was a given. That's not the case with Steve, but I do think George is like, no, if it's going to have my name on it, it's going to be my game. Then the rumors swir- swirling around are, you know, you get your 007 uh, with maybe a Kapow partnership. Yeah, I've been hearing that. You know, originally, though, I'd heard that, you know, Elwin is a huge James Bond fan. Okay. But, but you know, there's also the rumors that Elwin's doing Back to the Future. So. Oh, don't you? So, you know... And maybe he's a huge fan of both. And you can't, you, I don't think Stern is quite to the point where they'll let Elwin just have everything he wants. Though, sure. given the popularity of his games, they might, they might be getting to the point where seniority doesn't matter. Elwin gets first pick. And if they're not, I would suggest they consider it. Yeah, I, I would so suggest too. they consider it. I, the, that might sound unfair to the, to the, to the old dogs, the veterans, but you know what? You do not want to lose your, your cash cow to another company. Well, if so. Kapow came in and did uh, another, uh, studio title with Stern Pinball. We know that the first two that they had done, uh, that being Batman 66 and the Beatles, both kind of retweaked and uh, reconceptualized by George Gomez. Yes. And I will say that the Beatles one is the one example where I wonder, okay, but George has shown before he's willing to lean heavily on someone else's layout mm-hmm. because that was, you know, obviously the Sea Witch layout was just modified. So, other than that, I mean, he's done modification before, but it's been his stuff, like the Dark Knight turning into Batman 66. So in those regards, I definitely could see him possibly taking Steve's and, and making But I think that would only come down to if he absolutely just didn't have the time to take one of his, you know, I think it'd be more likely for him to take one of his other layouts that he did in the past and say, you know what? Lord of the Rings was pretty good, but I could make it better. Do we get the Gomez ramp in his next game? That damn same ramp material and everything that we've seen in Batman and in Deadpool? Uh, sure. It's the yes. same part. Yeah. Okay. They probably got a, a whole room full of those. It's the one part they're not short of. Let's <laughs> use it again. The Gomez ramp. Go give me a couple of those Gomez ramps. Yeah, very possible. I've also heard, I don't know the validity of this, but I've heard that there is at least one other designer at Stern Pinball that 
has completed a layout and completed a game in the past, and it's kind of just sitting on a shelf, too. Mm. I've heard that. Okay. Maybe, maybe a veteran designer. I, I, would be, I would believe it. Hmm. I don't think people act like that. It's like when they hear about the development cycle of these games and hear that it's like a year to, to 18 months or mm-hmm. whatever at Stern, that, that the designer is spending 18 months moving every little post and stuff. And <laughs> I, and we've heard on the loser kid interviews with Elwin, he's like, generally, it sounds like he's usually got three play fields in various stages of completion. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely, they definitely aren't investing a year in that play field in the way that I think people think where it's 40 hours a week, pouring over every little piece of geometry. First 20 minutes and we're already dropping bombs on these people. Well, I mean, don't forget, Gottlieb used to turn in Premiere era, turned out games in three months. It was the software that stunk, not so much the layout. Mm. But that's argu- that's arguable. What else can we cover about Stern Pinball? We well, did receive an I email. Have something. Didn't we? You know, I yes, I, I brought up uh and this I, I replied to it prior because it was you know, they didn't ask for it to be on the air. So I won't say their nas- last name, but but Dan wrote in. He wrote in, I think he was writing in really to reach you, Zach, but to talk to Thanks, me Dan. about my my yes, it was very it was very polite to to Zach. And it was criticizing my lack of research because I <laughs> guess I, I don't even remember saying it, but it sounds like something I definitely would say. Uh that Rush was more popular than Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. And Dan took major issue with this based off of album sales. Uh oh, which Maiden is a fan. Here we go. Well they're, and you see I I of course just flippantly went off of the well, Iron Maiden didn't have like any radio or or TV time. So really, are they more popular? Mm-hmm. Rush is on the radio all the time. Um, but that was a very good point about the album sales, because that is a solid metric you could use. And in that regard, as he pointed out, Rush hasn't even had like half the album sales that Iron Maiden has had. So oh, that is significant. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you went back so, and looked. Yeah, I, well, he sent his numbers for Iron Maiden and Rush, but I thought, uh, you know what? I'm kind of curious about the selection process because, you know, one of the things this came up with my co-host Tony on Eclectic Gamers podcast was, aren't we near the end of the dad rock? And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think I we're near Tony the end of the dad rock. Yeah. But, you know, if we were going off of album sales, it's sort of like, are things, are we going down into the deeper cuts, as you like to say? Is this mm-hmm. a deep cut? Mm-hmm. And so I actually went and I pulled together a list of all of the rock band games that Stern Pinball has done under the under Stern Pinball, you know, since 99. Wow. Under okay. their name, That's Stern cool. Pinball. All so, right. so hopefully I didn't miss any. But the, uh, so here are the 11 I, I pulled in, in order of their release, just real quick. Okay. So Elvis was the first one in 2004. Mm-hmm. Then the Rolling Stones in 2011. Make a mistake, yeah. ACDC in 2012. Mm. This is when it starts to get really heavy and they start really leaning on doing rock themes. Oh, yeah. Metallica 2013. Oh, yeah. Kiss 2015. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith 2017, Iron Maiden, Beatles, and Primus all in 2018. Wow. Led Zeppelin 2020, and Rush 2022. Okay. So, so that's eleven. That's eleven games. That's a lot. These here they are in order of estimated in some cases uh, worldwide album sales. Oh, it's good. Okay. So this and the major one of a true estimate is really Elvis. So Elvis is at number one, all, as well as being the first one they did uh, with a billion estimated worldwide album sales. Jeez. Uh, then Beatles is number two. 
So that surprises with, me. I would have thought Beatles over Elvis, but okay. I would have I would have as well. And it's interesting because so Beatles is a 600 million albums worldwide. However, in the US, 183 million confirmed album sales. Elvis was 146.5 million. Oh, so maybe. So that could why. be why. Yeah. Because Beatles perhaps was bigger than Elvis, at least in album sales in the US. Mm-hmm. Um the third most popular one, Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Uh at 300 million worldwide. And I'm assuming that Stern would have done Zeppelin sooner if it was easier to get their life. Because notice, Beatles and Zeppelin were both kind of hard licenses to work with or secure. Mm -hmm. Um, Number four, back uh, second just after Elvis there, Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. 240 million worldwide. Number five was the next game they did, ACDC, at 200 million. That's a pattern, okay. Now it kind of gets a little bit out of order. Aerosmith is sixth with 150 million. Aerosmith's big. And then Metallica at 125 million. That's and then Kiss. Surprising. Yeah. And, and then, then Kiss. Kiss? At, wow. Then Kiss at 100 million worldwide in eighth place. Then is Iron Maiden at ninth, uh, which, you know, eight and nine is, is tied because Iron Maiden's listed at 100 million as well. Okay. So think of that as shared. Maybe, a lot of sales. We'll, we'll, co- we'll, co- we'll co hold them at eighth place. So, but Iron Maiden's the ninth one on my list. Then 10th is Rush, 40 million. Okay, that's a big huge drop. Fall, huge fall off. And then Primus is 11th at 5 million. <laughs> but that was a very limited run. Uh, yeah. So so there so there we go. We've got we're ranging from like a billion to 5 million or on major releases. So so Rush really is quite a smaller band to get a cornerstone compared everything else that got a cornerstone had at least 100 million in sales worldwide. You think they're trying to sweep up that Canadian market? Well, you know, uh, I it definitely wouldn't. It does, it's not a bad idea, and you know, that's not they're not having to do like a bunch of shipping containers and stuff because that's still a land route. So yeah, and Canada is huge in pinball. But, Half the TPN members are Canadian. But but you know, you and I, we've talked off air about and and some even on in terms of other quote unquote dad rock bands that are going to be in this range, especially if Rush, if a 25 million uh, album sale band is popular yeah, enough that's to carry a cornerstone. We've got a lot it's more. It's like, yeah, I mean, are we, got, like, Santana? Santana, yes! Santa, I love Santana! <laughs> uh, and I don't know what their album sales are, but they're listed in the, in one of the top, doc, you know, you can find them in dad rock band groups of, you know, most popular. We talked Beach Boys before. I love Beach Boys. Um, one we were talking just before we went on the air that I think you and I both would really like to see is where's our Fleetwood Mac? Where is our Fleetwood Mac? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I would buy that. It's just, they're one of the, the rumors albums, one of the few, like all albums. I like every song. Well, on, could, so. Do we call that dad? I guess that's dad rock. It, it is. It is. I mean, they, they date back far enough, but, uh, that one's still a little too cutting edge for folks. Well, CCR. Where's oh, Credence? Yeah. I want to know. I mean, we got some really, we got some really big. I think ones Fleetwood Mac would be great because Stevie Nicks, uh, being a female, we we don't have that strong presence of a you know of a lead lead singer. Right. Her lead her, her vocals are really very much associated with with Fleetwood Mac. She doesn't sing on every song that they did, but but almost all of their big ones highly involve her. That would be um, good. And it's just, I mean, and there's well, what there's about some, the rumor is. Uh, the rumor mill says Foo Fighters could happen by Stern Pinball this year, uh, like a Jack Danger design. Is Foo Fighters, is, they hold their own in those charts at all? 
I guess they're more they're more nineties. But I get hey, does Dad Band go into the nineties now? I think it kind of does. Right. Well, Foo Fighters. So Foo Fighters is estimated at approximately twenty million album sales worldwide. So they're smaller than smaller on than, sales than Rush is. But they've been around for a fourth of the time too. Sure, sure. But if we're going like that, why not a Nirvana, which yeah, like seventy five yeah. million? So that's much. You know, you've got a lot stronger. As base long as there. they don't make the Eagles, I'm fine. Oh, poor Eagles. Or you two. Like, those are the two crustiest bands. I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. But, you know, there's other stuff like Chicago. Yes. Uh, you know, that was a, yes. that's a pretty Foreigner, hot dad band. Journey. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I've taught, you know, there's a rumor, rumor going around I about Journey. CGP. I would love it. I would. Uh, sticks? What about sticks? Mm-hmm. I All I want to know is where in the hell is my Pink Floyd pin? That's what I care about. I'm surprised you don't want Toto so much. But yeah, Pink Floyd, well, huge. Toto would just be one song, but... Yes, but maybe one song's all you need now. And God bless, I won't say anything about Heart. I'll get an angry email from Jeff Tiolis. <laughs> I, I really like Heart a I lot. Do too now. Yeah. <laughs> I do too now. You do too, I do too now. Yeah, I do too now. <laughs> Let's do Faces Wrath. Uh-huh. Okay, so we have... Uh, Tony, we have a way to go. On the whole dad rock. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Tony, but uh, there's plenty of dad rock still uh, with really high sales, uh, higher than Rush, at least. I mean, that's the threshold. Well, Um, Stern Pinball over the next decade, listener, is going to have about 10 of these that we've mentioned. And then once this next decade comes up, then we'll be into the early 2000s and it'll still be dad rock. So, but, but you know what? One of the things I thought was sort of interesting as well is, you know, Stern really did not start doing a ton of the rock, the rock band strategies new. Like it didn't really trigger until 2011. Yes, that's true. Cause Elvis was an outlier. And then, and then all of a sudden they've just, they poured it on. Well, I don't know how so, well Elvis sold either. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was still the dark. That days was not, of, that was in the dark. Yeah. That was the, that was a dark days of uh, same with of, Rolling Stones kind of. Yeah, that was still, I mean, ACDC is always that in, you know, the year after that. I didn't remember that Rolling Stones. I've never played Rolling Stones, never seen it. Mm. I've never seen anyone with one. But it was, uh, I, so I forget that it was only a year later. But ACDC is that game where, uh, to me, that marks the turnaround. A lot of people talk about tw- 2008 and the investors coming in and saving Stern as a turning point. But to me, from the consumer standpoint, it's ACDC in 2012. That's when they had another, finally, Another hit game. You hadn't had a hit since what Simpsons and Lord of the Rings. I agree, and I think that marks the start of what we know now as the band pin, the rock and roll pinball machine. Mm-hmm. When you get ACDC and you couple it right behind it with Metallica that hit so hard, that's when it started. Uh, and I think Stern Pinball says, "You know what? We can we can really pull at the heartstrings of nostalgia here uh, with people who buy pinball machines with these bands more so sometimes." than even old films or old TV shows. Yeah, and it's and since ACDC, they have not, they've never gone more than one year without doing a band pin. Yeah. A and a couple of those pin. were close, like Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. So yeah. like you go to IPDB and you see Led Zeppelin, it will say premium and LE are 2021s instead of 2020s. Okay. And, and similar breakdown on... I think one of the other ones as well. Plus the special edition, you know, you need to start looking at the special edition because ACDC got multiple runs. Mm-hmm. So it actually shows up in some of these other years where they may have been vaulting. So they didn't do a cornerstone rock band. Mm. But anyway, thanks for the email, Dan, because uh, yeah, it, it made me think, you know what? Let's look at these album sales because is there a critical mass that we need? And currently I'm going to say, well, 
25 million sounds like it's enough and maybe 5 million isn't. So somewhere in between is the answer. If, if album sales even equate to sure. the success of a pin, which that's a guess, but it's not a bad guess. And I would pause at this listener. I'm going to chew on this one this week. Do we attribute Stern Pinball to the birth of the band pin? Or do we give credit more to Lyman Sheets? Think about that. If we're talking about band pins, uh, let's jump over to Chicago Gaming Company. You think they ever do a rock and roll or band-based pinball machine? Uh, no. My answer is yes. <laughs> well, it was a it was a blind it was a blind guess on my phone. So, uh, CGC, I just haven't heard any rumors of it. Maybe st- we may start seeing it this week. You guys heard me talk about it. It's a little. A pequeño, little bitty, bitsy, witsy, bitsy, small little run of Cactus Canyon SEs leaving their factory. Boy, I, Cactus Canyon just seems like a thing of the past at this point. Mm. But this is what they do. They did it with Monster Bash. They did it with everything that it comes out. So what's the st- so? Do you have a sense on the status of the non SEs? Are they all done? Being uh, built? What do you mean? Because, well, I thought that. <sighs> I remember I was really confused right after Expo because CGC had indicated a really aggressive release schedule yes, for Cactus. Yeah. And I wasn't sure at the time if it included the SEs. And I think, I don't remember if you thought that it did or didn't, but definitely the impression was at least that all the LEs would be shipped before the end of 2021. So I'm asking you, did that happen? Uh, the the original, I think that they were pushing for some LEs by the end of 2021, but the the complete LE run done by the end of January. Mm. That will not happen. Okay. Because uh, I'm just like, I could not fathom how they, unless no. they had already stockpiled everything they needed. I was just like, wow, how can you do this when no one else can? And I can tell listeners that they have the majority of every part for thousands of games. Um, what's held them up, I think I can say this, is it's like one or two parts. They've been waiting for, and they've been it's trying that, to. It's s- that hat that lifts off of the bash toy. <laughs> the Bart. That stupid hat has yeah. ruined everything. Damn, yeah, that damn Bart hat. No, it's been a couple. It's been a couple parts, and uh, and then yeah, the they've been sourcing them from different places. This one part. That's what's that's what the holdup is, but that's no excuse because everybody's got to face that same parts delays and parts supply issues. Um, and it's always been the same lineup. SEs first. Then LEs, then SE Plus is very similar. Uh, yes, the, to the, the famous SE LE. Plus. We've yeah. seen it so many times. Epsilon, before. baby. SE Plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to have my hands on one and have it for a stream, whether it's Joel or uh, BD and Gang. Hopefully, hopefully next week or two. Mm. Mm. What about American Pinball? I have, still haven't got my hands on a Legends of Valhalla. Has the hype really? died for uh, love? Yeah. It has. Was there ever hype to begin with? There was for a hot minute. A hot expo minute? You remember? <laughs> yeah. that well, just pre, Actually, a hot pre-expo minute. There mm-hmm. was that one part where they said, oh, we're going to do 250 LEs or whatever. And then, or 300, I forget the number. It doesn't matter because they changed yeah. the number. They changed the number and they had that really weird, and by weird, I mean bad excuse where <laughs> they're just like, well, not everyone in the world had a chance to order it before they sold out. So we decided to change the total, you know, and then we've seen other companies do this before. I still remember when Stern did it on Munsters and thought it was just as tacky then, mm-hmm. but it's like, guys, and, but what I heard right after that is when they raised the count, they then did not all immediately sell out. They did So no. the, the hype may have been real, but it definitely did not have a high ceiling. So I see 
deal, this is just me being crusty. I see dealers selling these things or having one in stock here and there. And I'm like, what the, I ordered some, what the hell? I think, honestly, I truly think that American pinball is a little salty with me. Why? I, I mean, why? That's yeah, yeah, the. Do you think it's because you worked on the CGC trailer for Cactus and they're like, I don't like you? No, because what was it tom graf and i think joel we were all hanging out at expo and dave fix was somebody i think joel or tom said why didn't you have straight down the middle do the do the sizzle reel um dave fix and he was like i don't know zach why didn't straight down the middle i'm like oh don't give me that shit i talked to you for months before and told you we could probably do one and you never reached back out so don't be trying to throw me under the bus Okay, so I well, I I think they're salty with me, but I don't know why. I, maybe it's your I mean, association with me. Sometimes I do say things. I'm pretty honest, which is are things, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it's because of what I say. Maybe I got you in trouble. No, did you think about that? They probably love you. Yeah, I have that effect on people. Everyone I'm around, they yeah, no, love they, the other person. <laughs> I don't know why I don't have a Valhalla. My longstanding campaign for apologies to artists who were told that they used mediums they actually used <laughs> told they didn't use them and they did yeah i think monet did a uh, finger painting i think that's how <laughs> last i heard <laughs> oh monet uh, do we even do we even dennis at this point see them making these standard models because you remember they they no, never priced no, no. this they were, exactly no i don't i, I don't, don't think that either i don't see the point they and they need to move on no they i think that that would I, and you know i'm not gonna and that's not something i'm gonna hold them to i don't think they promised that there were going to be standards i think that their language as mucky as it and murky as it's been was always more along the lines of if there was enough demand there'd be standards and i don't think there is so so you heard it here american pinball has no standards is that what you're saying I said it like in a nice way. Headline. <laughs> Where's the Dennis Nordman original game at? I bet we see it this year. Two games a year. I bet we see it. I bet we might see it only in a photo, you know, three months before the formal getting to touch it. Oh, wait, no, that's CGC that does that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at the, maybe at the, you know, Baton Rouge Expo for, <laughs> Baton Rouge for, Expo. for, for tackle and lo- I mean, I, wow. I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I'm wow. trying to remember where did they reveal Hot Wheels? Oh. It was like in some weird, like scrub event. That's and, so good. Oh. And so that's what it feels like is, is Chicago gaming is the one where they announce the name of the game and then they don't show you anything of it for several months. And American pinball is the one that reveals all their games at, at <laughs> events, but they're not pinball events. They're like bass uh, fishing cell, events. Cell phone footage. <laughs> just like, Why doesn't anybody want to buy a game? You know what? And it goes all the way back to when they were going to do that J-pop version of Houdini and they had it at oh. that casino place. This yeah. is a longstanding Your thing Hot for Your Hot Wheels them. promo video is too positive and getting too much exposure. Pull it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, <laughs> what the hell? I'm just... You know what oh. they should have done? Uh, and you know, David Fix, instead of talking to you at all about it straight down the middle doing the sizzle, they should have gotten the pinball adventures people and get like <laughs> one of them wizard videos. <laughs> I want one of those wizard videos. Mm, do you like Vikings and dead women? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Uh, the last I checked, David Fix, remember he said, I want as many games coming out every year as I like twirls on my mustache. And that's two, two twirls. So I don't, hopefully, I'd like to see a Dennis Nordman original game. Well, I still believe we, I still think we'll see it. Is it going to be, be a good theme though? <laughs> it'll be right there next to the live bait. I don't, I think Dennis Nordman 
has no choice but to have a have a better original theme than Valhalla or Oktoberfest. Well, I, and I agree, but but here's the and let me let me clarify. I'm not gonna I'm gonna hedge now. Yes, I'm, oh. I'm pulling back. I'm doing. I'm not gonna say. Get it, Mike gonna, Myers. Let me say. Hedges? Let me just be. And I thought it was just because the I thought they said the original would be first, but let me. I think we see a Dennis Nordman game from them this year. I'm not going to commit that it's going to be an original necessarily versus oh, a license. I lost track of what their order was with their originals versus licenses. Yeah, we got another whatnot. original coming next. That's what I thought. Okay. But I, I'm like, maybe I don't remember because my brain don't work so good anymore. Um, yeah, no, here's the thing. If they don't put out uh, his, his game this year, I think he quits. Yeah, that canary will fly elsewhere. You got it. You gave me an engineer. You have to, <laughs> Lucius, build me something. Where's David, my damn engineer? You're my Lucius. I need my science. That poor guy can't get a game out. Oh. Why does this Nordmobile not work? You hear this over at Spooky Pinball. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> uh, wanted to see if uh, I've worked with P Rock before. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just imagine this is so me. Oh gosh, this, I'll, no, this, I apologize to all the people oh, that work for these manufacturers. One. I'm being so mean. This I feel today, and I don't mean it to be overly mean, but I just imagine this tournament coming in to take care of the rest of the Halloween and Ultraman run. He just brings a cart of cold patch, the stuff they use to fill potholes. It just fills in half those scoops. It goes, nice there you go, fixed. Oh, I thought he would bring just like a pallet of foam core. We're going back to the basics. Can you imagine old man Nordman with those young bucks over his spooky... Oh man, this is design one oh one class. Listen. Squirrel, bugs. Uh, Just. Any other rodents around here? Oh man. When, uh, so the Baton Rouge Expos when we're gonna see another AP game, huh? That's what I'm hoping for. I'm guessing we see it before June. Not much of a uh help there. But. I, I, honestly, I'm not I'm gonna say I'm not going to go that early. I'm going to. Wow, I'm going to say okay. I think they will definitely have something at or before Expo. Okay. And I do think it's only going to be one game this well, how year. How long is it going to take them to build 500 Valhalla's? I don't. I don't Indeed, know. It depends on. It depends on the ability to get the parts. It's not yeah, really their capabilities to actually. You know, their manufacturing capabilities aren't the issue. It's a. It's a supply issue along with everything else. But mm. I'm gonna. But I'm you gonna know pay. how they are. There's. They don't ever close out their back catalog. So that's true. Yeah. They're gonna end up saying, "Well, we have to do a month of Houdini and a month of Hot Wheels," and they'll pretend to do a month of Oktoberfest, and maybe then. I'm gonna go out on a limb and give a strong prediction here, Dennis, to our listeners. I predict that the next game from American Pinball will be original. It will be designed by Dennis Nordman, and it will be their greatest theme since Houdini. That's okay, what I'm so you you think it's Sherlock Holmes, just like me? I I don't I, I don't think it's Sherlock Holmes. I do. I think it will be Sherlock Holmes, and I think it is a great theme. And I think Dennis will do it. I think his theme is uh, even, albeit original or you know uh, not. IP that they have to purchase. I think it's going to be better than Hot Wheels. I wasn't hot about the Hot Wheels hmm. theme. Yeah, I mean Hot Wheels. I thought came out as a pretty good game, uh, but definitely a C tier license. Mm-hmm. I, I know that everyone knows Hot Wheels, but that, the problem is there's no intellectual property that anyone knows with it. Yes, there was a YouTube show, but no one knows it. Sure. 
So we we don't know where CGC's game's at. We don't know where American Pinball's game's at. What about Haggis? Do we know where Haggis Pinball's? Ah, Haggis. Father, you know how to let the air out of them on. Hey, Haggis, why don't you do a Rob Roy Pinball? Oh, It'd fit God. your name better. We we have no update in 2022 as of right now. We're midway through January. Damien said Fathom was going to be on the line in January. Right. He originally said July. Now he's then he was saying January. Do you think this happens? Maybe uh, in name only. What do you mean? Like they might actually do one mm. to keep the. Remember when? Uh, I'm sorry to throw back to American Pinball. Remember when American Pinball was like whatever year they were going to get Houdini out, so they built one on like New Year's Eve. I remember that. Like that again. If it's mostly supply issues and stuff, maybe he's got enough of everything to do a few, and maybe he does one or two to just sort of one keep his word and two reassure folks. Yeah. Because I think that's starting to become an issue for him. Yeah. Do you think people are growing tired of this waiting? Are they worried? Oh, are they angry? Or oh, absolutely. Pinball people are like all other people. They're very you know impatient. They don't want to. No one wants to wait for this stuff. It helps that it's Fathom. That's what's helped my wait. Because I'm very impatient. But with Fathom, right. I'm like, eh, it's Fathom. And, and I I agree because a lot of people. Uh, it's not like it's not like an in a way it's not like a new game because exactly. they know. In theory, everyone in on the order has probably played an original. I would assume mm-hmm. has played. An they know original what they're fathom. getting at minimum. Yeah, but you know, there's still a lot of that hype and excitement, or there was around what Marty's done with the rules on the on the you know the revisited version, and that's the one. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the most impatient people. Plus, it's Damien had that he built that really good. Him and Spooky, you know, they have that. We talk directly with people. We're involved on forums and stuff. Like yeah, they had that yeah. sort of. It feels nebulous with with the Stern and a JJP because they don't talk to you a lot. It's all like press releases mm-hmm. and talking to IGN, and and that really resonates with people when they like. The, Spooky is very respected because they always have a presence on the forums, like on Penside. And Damien, I feel, had a lot of respect because they were doing a ton of weekly updates and videos of what was going. You actually saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. The thing is. Celts is a very small run. And so I think people are starting to not only be impatient, but are worried a little bit. And we've seen this crop up. You can have all of the occasional, you know, statements of reassurance from from Marty or from Damien or whoever, but it's like it was only a handful of Celts games. So how established of a manufacturer is this? Mm. Not very. And we have to remember that we saw a lot more full throttles out of highway than we did Celts out of Haggis. And people are going to draw this, like, well now said. that you have to produce a lot of games, can you do it? Well, and the You're other thing is, your Dennis, timelines. Uh, money has been exchanged. Yes. With, yes. The, with, with information that July they were going to start. Here we are six months later, still no information. I think that's where people are getting caught up. If, if there wasn't money exchanged, then, okay, it happens when it happens, but... I mean, the the bottom line is, and this is true for for anything and anyone, uh, uh, and for all these manufacturers, is missing deadlines always looks bad. Mm-hmm. But it worries people when you're a newer company, as fair or as unfair as that is. And honestly, I think it's a fair worry. So given that, it's just, and again, we know from all these other companies, it's not their fault that there are all these delays. But when it's a new startup, you just... How do you know that it's not their fault is the thing that comes into play. Well said. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. What cures this, as soon as the first five go out, everything will be fine. But until I th- then, it, yeah. it's, I think it's a building and growing concern that a lot of people are having. 
And and that's where if Damien can, even if it is, yeah, like five of them built in January, that it's something. It really and it's sad as it is to say, like that's that's better than actually holding and trying to get them all. Sure, because I could see where they might think, you know, but people are going to be mad if we send out five, and they're going to be like, well, yeah, of course those five people got. I'm like, they're all the they're the Ed Robertsons of the world. The they always get game one. Elitists. Um, yeah, yeah. And at this point, it's better to show that you can do it than to worry about that. That's a that's a minor worry. Don't worry. That don't lose sleep over that. Yeah. And there's a lot of worrying in pinball. I mean, hell, this last week, I have to admit, we are uh, dealers at Flipping Out Pinball for Pinball Brothers. <gasps> but I had a little anxiety about unboxing their brand new standard version alien pinball machine in my showroom. Why? Well, alien. I've heard, well, because of Highway, number one. Uh, number two. But this isn't Highway. This is Pinball Bros. And there have been much, much less issues that have cropped up from the Highway days on these machines. Uh, I'll give them that. But there have still been numerous issues from alien owners. Many, many from the, the earlier runs of the Pinball Brothers. They couldn't have made that many so far. But this is more, uh, this isn't considered an early run that I got. This is more... New, new stock here. So I unboxed it and I told these listeners last week or 87 minutes ago what, what, uh, what my impressions were. This is a dream theme of yours, but you have no desire, right, Dennis, of having an alien? Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite franchises, but and I'm not as well, I guess this demonstrates I'm not someone that will feel compelled to buy a game just because I love the theme. Uh, yeah, I don't like that it's a wide body. I don't like the geometry of the shots. Mm. Have you? It's not a ter- it's not a terrible game, but not enough for me to want to spend that money on it. Let me ask you this: Have you? You've went through a lot of games. Have you ever purchased a game that you would consider the theme being one of your dream themes? Uh, no, I guess not. Okay, so it's it maybe tough until you really own one because it's hard to get rid of something that is a dream theme. Okay. Uh, I, I think that depends on the person. So, oh, absolutely. And I think typically you're, you are true in what you're saying, but you never know. You never know. I mean, it's just like, I like Star Trek. I like the, you know, I've seen all the movies. I continue to watch the walking dead, but you know, it's like, I don't know. Mm. It's not why I got the game was because I watched the show. That's true. So I want to run down real quick for the listener, Dennis, since you love this segment that I call things I like, things I don't about Pinball Brothers Alien Pinball Machine. See, it's got a ring to it, doesn't it, this whole segment? It's kind of wordy, but... Yeah. Things I, I like, know, things you could I really, don't. Yeah. What do I like about Alien Pinball Machine, Dennis? Well, it's alien. It's iconic. And it has assets. Theme integration is, is superb, really high. And this thing overall is just fucking gorgeous. It is a pretty, pretty pinball machine. Man, what's not to like, right? What don't I like about Alien? Well, eh, the layout is a bit, it's not bad, it's different. There's no single shot that I would call uh, orgasm worthy. Not one. And that's tough. I like one crucial shot that makes me tingle downstairs. And it's a wide body. And I'm here to tell you, listener, it feels like a wide body. Some of those wide bodies can kind of trick you a little bit. And the more veteran I get in pinball, the more I'm turning away from wide bodies and this one does feel like a wide body you've said that before right dennis wide bodies just don't feel as well 
Well, and you know, it's not something that you need to take my word for. Look at Pat Lawler. He's spoken at length about this. Mm-hmm. Wide bodies are an excuse to stick in more toys, uh, and you have to because it's just an inferior geometry, and they really struggle to use it all, especially, I th- I think, uh, uh, the closer you get to the flippers. Yeah, because how can you reach those far edge shots? That's true, and I and there are some far shots on this game. I can't. I just, I just wonder what this layout because it's a it's a novel layout. But I wonder what it would be like with a standard body crammed in a standard body. I know all the geometry changes, but I think it could maybe work. Yeah, I mean it's not a it's not a as I noted it's not in my view a bad layout. Everything's just a little, uh, a little not. As good as it could be. So yeah. the answer would be if it was put, if they had made the decision to slightly rework it and put it into a standard, I think the answer is it would be better. Mm. I think so too. But it is what it is. What do I like about Alien Pinball Machine? Well, I like a lot of the build components. Unboxing this thing, I'm, I'm honest. Like uh, I, I was scared. I was worried. I didn't know how they'd package it. I didn't know the materials they used. This is a new company to me. But I was pleasantly surprised. The cabinet is phenomenal. The build on the cabinet is great. Even small details like, like the metal pro- leg protectors, they do a nice transparent leg protector. Uh, things like the mechanisms in them, they're using great materials in these mechs. Now, uh, the functionality of them and the code and stuff, that's another story. But the actual build and everything, they've really put a lot into this game. A lot of details went into it. And it really shows. I love, love, love uh, a lot of the build of this game. What I don't like about Alien Pinball, just my anxiety surrounding the durability uh, of this product. It's been flaky for some people so far. They've had to fix things. They've had to replace boards. They've had to replace monitors. They've had to, uh, Xenomorph has been a, a monster for people. Uh, but I can report mine so far, it's grindy and she's loud with her little tongue but it has not failed once. It works very well. The whole game works very well. The whole game need minimal tweaks. Really, I haven't even tweaked anything at all. Out of the box, it has been great. And I, But I still have this anxiety surrounding like, but what, when does it break? It's kind of like owning a big Lebowski at the same anxiety. Like, well, it's great now, but when is it going to break? And will I be able to fix it? So I have that anxiety still. That's why I don't, I don't like about Alien Pinball. I have had one issue pop up. It's been a flaky monitor. Uh, it only happened one night where I had to cycle the games a couple times. I'd looked into the forum, and this has been a common, common report by people where the display and monitor, the main one uh, in the back box, has been flaky. Like, it just won't boot. It starts booting, and then once the code boots into it, it just it's black. Does that just happen like right after you turn the game on or can it crop up at any time? Thus far, it's just when you turn the game on. Either huh. it comes okay. on or it doesn't. Hmm. And and you see it scanning like a JJP, like the monitor is working and then like it's scanning, it's initializing, initializing right when it boots the rest of the play field and the lower play field monitor. That's when it just either works or it's black. Hmm. And you cycle that's it. That's weird. And I, I thought so too because it's like, well, it's getting the program. So. Right. It's, it's almost like once it goes into the new resolution or something, it's yeah, not yeah. outputting anymore. So that's been oh. strange, but that was two nights ago. And every time I've played it since, it boots right up. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. A couple more things uh, that I really like. The code's fun. That Xenomorph ball lock is an actual moment. It's coded really dark. I don't know what they were doing there. 
So when the xenomorph goes to get the, her tongue out to pick up the bowl, like the play field lights are out. There's no it's spotlights. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah, but it's no spot. You want to, like, it's a moment. That's you, that is the moment of this whole game. You want to showcase that. I don't know why they code it dark unless they're like, we don't want him to see the tongue like wavering and jit- jittering. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, the, to- the tongue, it's so long. It reminds did you ever see Kung Pao enter the fist? It reminds me <laughs> of Tungy. That's a tongue. Yeah. Where's a time when I was younger, I could do almost all the same voice as Steve Odekirk could, but I cannot anymore. Such an underappreciated film. So good. You should be able to beat him now. You should be able to beat him now. That sounds like Alvin Jones. <laughs> well, I don't think he actually voiced the woman in the show, so I never could oh, do her quite man. right. But uh, okay. Wing Low, what do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> the beaver nunchuck. <laughs> <laughs> gopher chucks. Or gopher chucks. I must use gopher chucks. <laughs> Chosen one! So yeah, overall, uh, I really like the code on this game. Modes are modes are great, and the whole weapon utilization of the start button is very appreciated. It almost feels like a Walker bomb kind of thing. I'm loving that. I don't understand the complexity of the different weapons doing different things yet. I'll get there. But overall, I like the code. What I don't like about Alien Pinball this is a big one. It's missing components, Dennis and listeners, what? that are essential to what Alien Pinball should be. You've heard it before. You should continue to hear it. It's missing Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yes, yes. It's missing her. She is the main character. She is alien. That's that license. She is just as much xenomorph as that uh, in that franchise. That's my argument. It's missing that, and that's a big one. It's also, you know what else it's missing, listener? Fucking lighting. This game is... You already brought that up with Tungy. But this game overall is darker than Rob Zombie. I can't see mm. shit on this game. It's all RGB. It's scary. Sure, it's beautiful. And all the little details, like they do transparent. It's like plastics under the plastic, like covers. So smart. But I will be adding Penn Stadium to this game. And everybody in the forum, no, it's going to be dark. It's going to be eerie and scary. That's right. You're going to take the scary away. Take the No. If I can't see the ball, people, then it's not fun. Play better. No. No. (laughs) They were. I don't know what they were doing without adding spotlights. So, ladies and gentlemen, things I like, things I don't about Pinball Brothers Alien Pinball. We'll see where it progresses, but I've been pleasantly surprised thus far. In other news, Dennis, I found a very heated little debate on a pinball group uh, page in Facebook. A post was created by Mitchell Evans. Mitchell Evans created a poll with the following. Seven-hour personal drive to deliver a used world poker tour to the buyer who refused to purchase after complaining about scratches on the back of the machine. Okay. So, the guy drove seven-hour personal drive, so three and a half hours one way as a seller. Mm. The buyer backs out because they said there's scratches on the back of the machine. So, there's a poll with plenty of options. Uh, Leading options include, what a jerk, no delivery without a deposit, the back should have been disclosed. You should never have agreed to delivering it seven hours away. Cut the dude off and never sell to him again. 
shipping non-refundable. Nuke him from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Hope he offered a reach around. And things like never deliver until new owner inspects, is happy, and places a deposit. All kinds of options here. So initially when I read this, I thought, shit, like I would have been so upset if I drove three and a half hours and the guy's complaining about some scratches on the back of the machine. But then I yeah, thought- Yeah, that's a really elitist behavior. Yeah, it's a world poker tour. Of course there's going to be scratches on the back of the machine. That's how they transport it. When you sit it up vertically, you're going to- It is what it is. And uh, But then I thought, well, it's this dumbass's fault for driving three and a half hours to deliver a machine with no deposit- or anything. But then I thought, well, no, that guy's a jerk if he's going to say no because of scratches. So, listener, if you haven't seen this, think to yourself, what what might you have done? Would you have been upset? Who's this on? Is the onus on the the seller, the owner? What What's the deal? Big old heated topic here. There are 150 comments. Wow. But here's the deal. So you guys are probably in the same books as I was. I was like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But then again, why are you driving that far kind of thing? Here's the problem. I was on this guy's side. But these so-called scratches on the back of the machine look like a fucking Wolverine tore into it. (laughs) I've never seen, like, I don't know what happened to this thing. It it was like a a, a bobcat attacked my wife. it's, It's horrid. Dennis, hor- I'm going to send you actually, <laughs> I'm sending you a picture of this. I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, for the listeners don't know. I actually, I'm not a member of that group, so I can't access this to look at. Picture's coming now. Oh my God. This looks like my firepower. <laughs> that oh, should have been Excuse disclosed. me. This looks like a game I've never owned before. Please buy the firepower. <laughs> wow. This is a lot. Look at that. Wow. There's no black left in some Yeah, of I spots. can only assume he did not uh, have this in the sale photos. Yeah, he did this not is disclose odd. There's no this. way this happened in that transport. This is not minimal. <laughs> I think he pulled it behind on the ground all the way three and a half hours to deliver it. So it's not a, it's not like a deal breaker, but that like, should definitely be disclosed. Like, yeah, I would, I would have wanted to know about, like, I would still own a game like this because sure, this is going to go up too. against the wall, but, but... Uh, yeah, it's not, you know, when I hear scratches, I thought like the part that's on the warning where it's just a few little little gashes, not like, well, I exactly. used it as a sanding table. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, well, yeah. Here's what I love. I love that the plastic little nubs are on there. It's yeah, like, okay. That's this the thing, point, the nubs. Those oh, were the lower installed left. after. There's the lower left ones. Yeah, it's got the little transport nubs. It's like, but we don't believe in using them. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need nubs. <laughs> We'll use the corners of the cabinet. <laughs> right. That's what the wood's for. So I saw this and I was like, yeah, you got to <laughs> disclose that. Wow. So, and for him to even bring up this topic, knowing that this, this potential buyer is going to be like, look, asshole, like I took a picture and here's what it is. So yeah, it got heated. Oh, so the potential buyer is in the thread? Yeah, the potential buyer was in the thread. <laughs> oh, too. okay. Well, that explains why there's so many comments. It wow. was it was a fun read. I'll tell you that much. But at the end of all of this, have you ever been in a situation, listener or Dennis, where you meet up with somebody for a game and initially, even before put turning on or anything, let's say you're meeting at a gas station. I've done that plenty of times. And you initially see something that wasn't disclosed do you back out? What do you do? Do you try to talk them down for the price? Because I, I would feel bad. Like oh, I've taken yeah, it. I mean, I've taken it on the chin. I'm going to be honest. 
right. when things come to me and I'm like, shit, this isn't as described. I'm just like, you know what? That's on me. I, I take one for the team here. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't had this exact scenario, so it's difficult. The closest I can say is what there have been instances where there's been a game uh, and I'm going to travel a, a significant distance for it. And I'll, I'll have said, I might ask a few questions. So I'll ask questions or I might ask for a few more photos. Sure. But normally, like if I'm worried that someone else might bought the might buy the game, at some point I usually cross the threshold and I say, here's the amount based off of what you are giving me, I will commit to this. Mm. And at that point, I do not, I don't second guess it. I don't even look for other things once I go until I get it home. Sure. And I'll be like, okay, yep, there were other things that weren't working. Like they might describe it as functional. And it's like, wait, one of the pop bumpers isn't actually working. Mm-hmm. I had that happen on one game. Yeah. It's like, you know what? No, I that's fine. I, I decided based off of the photos that it was good enough for me. Now, I would, as a seller, never transport. Uh, I like I absolutely would never do that. Uh, if I were to go, but if I were willing to, I would have uh, separately said, okay, well, this is going to be a separate transport fee and you will pay it to me mm-hmm. regardless if you buy the game or not. Yeah, that's a good and idea. You're going to pay it to me up front. So it's because normally here's the, here's how I do Like if someone wants, I've shipped games uh, twice mm-hmm. uh, to, to buyers. I won't even do work for them. I'm like, if you want it shipped, you will call the shipping yep, company. Set it up. They will. Now, in reality, yes, I've actually helped because I've been like, oh, God, they're not even taking the head down. Yeah. So I, I've gone ahead and I've head. intervened and I've wrapped it. Yeah, take it off the that. legs. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But no, you're not well, palling it, palleting it. Oh, no, yeah. I don't even take it off the legs. Of course. Okay. I'm like, uh, it's like, no, you you can call STI and they're going to load it up with legs on. And if you have a problem with it, you can find another shipping company. Mm-hmm. That, But I'm not disassembling this game for you. If you're not going to come out here and get it, yeah, you have bad. to arrange everything. I used to just refuse to ship, but it's easy enough when it's they're not too bad. Yeah, that I, I've I've made a couple of exceptions, but I, not driving it out. It's like if you want it that bad, you need to come. Like especially nowadays, pinball's so hot right now. I don't need to drive it anywhere. I'll find a sale local. It's not That's that true. big of a deal. Well, that and I've I've purchased plenty of machines without even seeing pictures. Like I'm very liberal when it comes to these things because what I do is um, I'm I can be a mean little bastard. I'm I'm so generous and so nice until you cross me, but I will, for better or worse, I will lend trust to any stranger. Um, and you know if they say it's a home use only Walking Dead, they'll say, okay, you want to see any pictures? And I'll say, well, if, is there any pictures of anything I need to see on it that isn't what it's supposed to be. I expect there to be bumps and bruises. Send me any pictures if you want to, but if it's what you say it is, nah, no pictures needed. And I just meet them. But the minute I get that game and they were not truthful, hashtag dead to me. Mm. I've never contacted anyone after the fact, though. I have one person. They said it was home use only and the damn thing was routed all to hell. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Just be honest with me. Same. Yeah, no, I've and I've not had on on actual purchases. I mean, and I've noted before, like the worst thing that ever happened to me was someone I went all the way out there and they sold the game to someone else and wasted. Oh, I my remember time. that story. Yeah. Um. So that's like the worst in terms of picking up stuff. Yeah, there's been some stuff that's been more squirrely than I might have thought. My Sharky shootout I bought, I knew it needed work. So again, and I got it for a great price, but uh, that thing was way more squirrely than that mm. guy let on. So. It was like, okay, but when I buy used, I usually, uh, especially at the price points I was buying at, I would usually expect them to be projects to some extent. So Probably just a fuse. You know, he actually, 
I want to think that is that what he said? No, no, that guy was Mr. Oh, yeah, I think this is an issue with a bridge rectifier. And it's like, well, I thought, wow, he's actually suggesting something more serious than a fuse. <laughs> and in reality, what happened is the, the, <laughs> the uh, he had removed the or someone had um, I'm going to blame him. The uh, what that that inter- safety interlock switch oh, yeah, interlock, at the coin yeah. door. Yeah. Well, the way it would close close circuit. Because he'd actually have the power killed, uh, the high voltage power killed when you'd open the coin door. It stripped the two wires oh. bare so they would touch each other when the <laughs> door was closed and complete the circuit. And then uh-huh. when you'd open them, they'd space back out. And I was like, what sort of ma- The switch was in the coin box. What? I would have rather you have just bypassed and kept the power on all the time. I was like, why would you strip and expose bare wires like yeah. that? I've gotten lucky Weird. with some EMs Weird. picking them up because they quote unquote don't work. And I just don't look them over. If the game looks nice and doesn't look like a hack job, I'll, I pay very minimal for EMs because I don't mm. think they're, any of them right. are worth it. So uh, I'll pick it up and then I'll take it home and then I'll get lucky and I'll be like, oh shit, it's just that they didn't press the left flipper button before pressing start or something. That's hey, it works. Yeah, I had a I had an EM that was $150 and they had, someone had, I had expected a whole huge mess because the fuses were all like f- replaced with foil wrapped fuses, oh, you know, one of those. Yeah. And no, I think a, a a metal leaf switch or something had fallen loose and, and had shorted something out at one point. But after moving it, you put in the fresh fuses, all worked. Yeah, I love that kind of and stuff. And it's like, okay, well. I won't pay a, over, typically over $100 for an EM. I don't care. Mm. Well, you must not find them very much anymore then, because no, even don't. EMs have gone up. And my life is happier, because every <laughs> time I buy an EM... Well, you remember that when you start thinking about Centigrade 37. <gasps> not my baby, my hip. It's still there for me. It's still there. Speaking of EMs, did Centigrade 37 get into the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame last year? I'm pretty it sure it was Grand Prix, you know, the one everyone picks right, as their favorite. Double spinner, baby. Yeah, so maybe it'll get in this year. We've had a lot of votes for the Pinball Industry Awards Pinball Machine Hall of Fame. I think I've voting heard, is closed, yeah. isn't it? I, you know, I think so. I think it closed. Of it. David Dennis manages that side of the ballot, but I think it was supposed to close a few days ago. Now, you guys at the the PIA committee, you guys were initially thinking about uh, the potential for uh, kind of little videos releasing the. The honorees, but now yeah, we were thinking little vignettes, little hors d'oeuvres, little yeah. appetizers. But there was so much blow, and by so much blowback, uh, there were like two people <laughs> posted on the fan side thread, um, which made me think, okay, well, there was some requests to do something more ceremonial style. So yes, yeah. so the decision was made. We were finally able to figure out a way to go ahead and do like a full kind of video, pre- you know, that we can yeah, like YouTube premiere or whatever. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, so. So yeah, so there, there's that, and uh, sometime here, like the 28th, I think is what we're shooting for. Okay, tentatively, kind of 28th, looking at. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, it'll probably be announced once it's written in in stone. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's just there's still a few pieces that have to be put together on it. Stay tuned, listener. Mark your schedules for the end of January because the 2021 crystals are coming, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Yep, it will happen January. We have we always get the stuff out before right. February. That's we right. we operate on very very tight time frames that cannot be adjusted. That's <laughs> the easiest way to do that is to go follow, like, and subscribe to the Pinball Network YouTube now. Hell, you get a new vod of gameplay every single day, uh, Facebook and of Twitch. Let me ask you a question: Why do you like your friends? 
because they're nice and we have fun together and we do stuff for each other. Not because they all look like models. No. Maybe that's because deep down inside you know that how a person looks on the outside isn't nearly as important as who they are on the inside. Right? Right. It's time for the one, the only, if uh, Bob Saget was still here with us, this would be his favorite pinball podcast segment. R.I.P. Bobby. It's pinball market trends. Pinball market trends. Trending up this week. I don't know. It seems like I just trended this up, but numbers don't lie. I can only report the facts here, so it, it, it behooves me to do anything differently. It's Jurassic Park Premium by Stern Pinball. I was predicting... Uh, a month or two ago that you would see a quick rise in Jurassic Park, especially the premium LA. We've seen the LA's go for 20,000. I talked about that. But if you look right now, Dennis, on the marketplace, the premium itself is now, it's a standard that it is selling for $12,000 for a Jurassic Park premium by Stern. Wow. If that's not a trend, I don't know what is. So if you're looking for a Jurassic Park premium, you can do one of two things. You can pay $12,000 for one for a really nice one, or you can wait around. They're doing another run in April and hope like mm. hell that you're on a dealer's list. I sure hope I'm on a dealer's list. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, we'd figure it out if you need to be. But uh, it pays to have friends. Jurassic Park premium is trending up in a big way. And if you have one and you're getting tired of it, now might be the time to let her go. Because once April comes around, you're going to get more of them into the circulation, and uh, they might come down a little bit. But it's a, it's a that's a big ticket item right now is a Jurassic Park premium. Also trending up this week is the old Switcheroo, perfectly executed by TPN's very own Joel Engelberth. Dennis, you know mm. what I'm talking about here? Oh yes, this was Trixie. Wow, I didn't think old uh, old Berthy had it in him. Now that he's got that drywall up in his basement, he's got all sorts of time on his hands. Yeah, that's a uh, that's what I call a, a gypsum or gyps, What is it? Gypsum, gypsum board, uh, drywall. Gypsum. I don't know gypsum. anything about drywall. Sorry. I call it uh, gypsum cockiness. There. Hmm. Old, old Joe, he's got. You think a, he snorted a little bit of the wall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gypsum. Anyway, he pulled the old switcheroo on a recent episode. Uh, on TPN, they did a kind of a talk show, video cast, podcast kind of thing. And I even was talking about it last week. But what I didn't know is that they did have Tom Graff, I thought, on there. They just had a static picture of him, so I thought that was weird. And I thought, well, maybe maybe uh, Tommy G's having some video problems. But Tom Graff was just delivering comedy, pacing, timing, and, and he was playing his role to a T. It was even making the guests laugh. It was making the audience laugh. And I was in on it. I was like, damn, Thomas, he's on point. Come to find out, Joel Engelberth, listener, played the old switcheroo. Tom Graff was not there. He had pre-recorded from their previous podcast some one-liners that he had in his soundboard. So he would just interject them every once in a while and it fooled everyone. Everyone thought for this two-hour show that Tom Graff really was there and really was playing the role that Tom Graff often does. It was pretty magnificent. 
Yep, it, I, I missed this, but I saw all the feedback, and apparently uh, it was highly successful. I think yeah. beyond even what Joel expected. It was very clever. I was, I was, uh, I was a little, a little jelly on that one. So nicely done. I'm going to trend you up this week for your creativity and and pulling off one. That would have been is that good... why I is that why you have me as a soundboard for this episode? Well, anything somebody else does, I do better. So yeah, I've I had you all queued up. You know how long it took me to go through like 200 episodes of our podcast together to get this press Dennis remark now? Yes, that's a good point, Ken. <laughs> Unfortunately, trending down this week, speaking of Jurassic Park, is Jurassic Park the pin. Jurassic Park the pin is trending down. What? It just came out. How's it trending down, Zach? Well, numbers don't lie. And we're seeing them on the marketplace. Everything else is up higher uh, than MSRP. This thing is lower than MSRP, and some of them are sitting. Not a lot of big Mm. number of sales haven't been crazy high on this game either. Uh, It is up for awards nominations this year, so we'll see how it fares there. But you you don't hear much about JP the pin. I think it's just the casualty of us being in the collector and the the competitive kind of uh, group. So this is more geared towards the family or just the 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 novice the the yeah uh, I I mean yeah. I haven't I still haven't played it yet but based off of the feedback it sounds like most people that have a lot of experience with pinball wouldn't find it too hard to get through the rule set yeah so it's got some cool it, things going on I haven't yeah, played it but, either really so but given but, that I I would assume because you know the art and stuff has been pretty well praised the layout's been pretty well played mm-hmm. raised but if you're someone that and we know a lot of people are like this where they kind of play the game until they quote unquote win it mm-hmm. and this one I don't think would be that hard to win so yeah well and I'm seeing prices for the Data East go for more secondarily than the prices for JP the pin so that's that's part of it too those are up those are down but what's gonna save your wallet in this week's deal of the week. Now, I told you guys, Deal of the Week, Dennis Creasel would really like one of these entries. Deal of the Week this week on Pinside, right outside of Newcastle, Pennsylvania, by username SEC2267. That's a sexy name there. Sec2267. I wonder if he's doing the deep root investigation. Yeah, something's going on. But they have a Gottlieb 1987 game that they are selling. It's a very nice example. They're listing it for a friend. That's always weird. It's been kept in the nice in a nice home for over 10 years. It wasn't a shitty home. Cabinet playfield, very nice. Boards, recently serviced and upgraded. That is always a plus for the Gottliebs. Playfield is clean and serviced. Preferred buyer, pick it up. But they'll, they'll ship if necessary. They'll give it the old creasel. The game, that's weird. The game is in Canfield, Ohio. How do I pick this up? I want this. This is a Gottlieb victory. Hmm. Uh, see? I like victory. Yeah, did you see him here in Perk up there, listener? This is a beautiful, fun-looking game. I've not played victory. Oh, not even virtually? No. Oh, yeah, I probably have virtually. Yeah, it's one of the pinball arcade games. Yeah, it's there's really one thing to do, but, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like 10 shots. Is it so just going through the checkpoints then? Yeah, yeah. yeah in fact, I always fun. instinctively want to call it checkpoint because the game's constantly like checkpoint one, oh, checkpoint I see. two. But, of course, checkpoint is a different game. It's got an interesting upper play field with... A couple ramp entries from the upper play field. Uh, you get some drop targets up. I, this looks like a really fun game, and you don't see victories pop up very often. So, nope. This is twenty eight hundred bucks, and for as clean and good looking as this game is, Obo, 
I think it's kind of a steal in this marketplace right now. Bye, bye, bye! I really do. I would value this game closer to the upper threes. So if anybody wants to go pick up Densurai a victory from Canfield, Ohio, just let us know. Otherwise, pick it up for yourself because this is a deal of the week. Your other deal of the week this week is a Stranger Things Premium. How can those mm, be deals? Those with are, the UV kit? Yeah, those are overpriced. It does have the UV kit. It also has the stern topper. And not only that, it's got the stern shooter rod, illuminated shooter rod, speaker lights, mirror blades, rotating arcade side and lighted dice mod. Essentially everything you want to put uh, minus powder coat on a Stranger Things Premium. The game only has 239 plays. It's outside of Salida, California, and everything in California is overpriced, but not by Sluggo39. Now, that's a name. Sluggo39. They are selling this game for $11,000. It sounds crazy, but I assure you that is a really, really good deal. Stranger Thing premiums right now are going to go for 11 or 12 in nice condition. But if you take this $650 plus topper, the $150 speaker lights, the $180 uh, shooter rod, the $300 and something dollar UV kit that they're not making anymore, so good luck finding one. You put all of this and it's already installed, 11000 steal it. Take it. Take it now. Bye, bye, bye! Because you'll always be able to sell it for that. That's a deal. I was playing mine last night. I finally got the node board back in that was missing. I sent it to a customer that needed one. That game is phenomenal. It's so good. It's really a good game, and I'm glad it's finally getting the love that it, it rightfully deserves. No updates to the pinball bounty. And deal the what the F this week. We're going to take a week off because that was a doozy last week. We don't need another one of those for quite some time. And as always, listener, you know I'm here for you. I'm here to report the facts because numbers never lie on pinball market trends. What is it, honey? It's just not fair. First I lose my mom, then grandma leaves. Now I even lose my own room. Everything keeps disappearing. I know exactly how you feel. And I know how much you girls miss your mother. Because I miss her too, very much. But you still got me. You got me too. You got Michelle? And you have your Uncle Jesse and Joey? DJ, we're still a family. And now is when we really need to stick together. DJ, you and I, we go back a long time. Ten years. The ten happiest years of my life. So look, it's up to you. Either you move back inside, or all five of us are moving into the garage. <laughs> but nothing is going to break up this team. I'll move back in. <laughs> I love you, Angel. <laughs> you too, little ballerina. <laughs> Dennis, my comrade, my brah. Mm. Uh, we're closing the show down. It was a good show. I felt Forever? this one. No, it felt Phew. good. This one felt good. I thought you were going to take a week off. 
you've been you've been like the Cal Ripken of pinball podcasting. Don't die. <laughs> Is Cal Ripken still alive? Uh, uh, probably. But man, you've been Mr. Consistency. Making me look bad. But no, you said there's no rest for the weary. Isn't that the, the, the statement, the term? Rest for the wicked. What is that? The wicked sleep is for the wicked? Shit. Mm, I think you just make up these catchphrases. Where Maybe can, it's an Indiana thing. Where can people catch you? They can always email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go over to the facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and shoot a message over there. Or they always email the pinball network That's at right. gmail.com. <laughs> You usually check that, but occasionally it's about my research skills. I'll go in and find it myself. That's right. Be very careful because there's some people that read that. Mm -hmm. Multiple people have access to that email account. And I might have been having to monitor it because of the PIAs. Yeah, it was was convenient. And it was there. And it had your name in the title. So you can catch me at the pinball network at gmail.com as well. Um, also SDT and pinball at gmail.com. Have some fun stuff there. Flipping out pinball, Zach, Z A C H at flip the letter in out pinball.com or call me, text me eight, one, two, four, five, seven, nine, seven, one, one. A product showcase this week for flipping out pinball is the Jersey Jack pinball guns and roses. LE. You have some Zach. Well, I'll tell you what, I will have some in stock within two to three weeks. We get a big shipment coming in at the end of the month. And, uh, I think we've finally Finally fulfilled all of our back orders with this with this upcoming shipment. Hallelujah. So the end is near. I think I'm one of the last dealers, too, that still has back orders. So, um, so yeah, they're, it feels like they're wrapping up, Dennis. Mm. Feels like well, they're wrapping I've up. been hearing good things about the production levels lately, so mm-hmm. that's good. And we'll have some in stock. So if you did not get a chance to get a GNR LE, don't buy one over MSRP. We are selling them. Uh, we're selling them for that. I think they're eleven thousand dollars plus shipping. Um, a little break if you come pick it up. But yeah, if you want one, I've got spots available here in the next couple weeks. You can also come to Flipping Out Pinball for a Houdini Deluxe model right now. Also, I have a Batman sixty six LE pre owned right now. Get yourself a Elvira fortieth anniversary Godzilla. Oh my gosh, a couple people been unboxing those Elvira's. Phenomenal, spectacular Godzilla Pro pre owned over at Joel Engelberts. I don't think anyone. Everybody's sniffing, everyone's kicking tires, but nobody has pulled the trigger yet, I don't believe. If you want a spot for a Cactus Canyon SE or SE+, Plus, we've got those as well. Uh, the iconic and infamous Star Wars premium comic, objectively the best version, we have that pre-owned as well as a limited edition beep-boop-beep topper. You can get that too. That's that's expensive, but we got it. I think I have one or two Willy Wonka Ellie's left, new in the box, if you want Godzilla toppers, Godzilla armor, Godzilla whatever. If you want Rush topper, hadn't even been shown yet, but if you want to get on the list for that or any shooter rod or any expression lights, do so now by emailing me, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter in outpinball.com or texting me. You can do that too. We'll get you on that list. No deposits needed. You pay whenever your stuff is ready to ship, as well as other banners and escalators and merchandise. Buy some decals, people. Dennis has got some decals coming his way. Mm-hmm. Or buy a t-shirt. They comfy. Last week on TPN, a lot happened. We had uh, streaming every single day of the week. That thing has grown like a giant. And uh, I think the industry's finally seeing what our vision has been. And they are gobbling it up because numbers don't lie. And we have had thousands upon thousands of views uh, on those gameplay videos. So 
Nicely done, TP and team. And pointing something out, I was watching two nights ago, Dennis, very epic, a, a Fox City stream for the Wisconsin State Championship. The finals came down to Neil Graff versus Neil Graff's dad. Mm. It, was a, it was a battle of father and son. You could feel that conflict, you know. Yeah. What's Very empire or yeah, return. Or succession. Uh, what uh, Are you watching Succession? No, I've not heard of this. Oh, fabulous show. That's probably the best on television right now. Mm, I think you'd really like it. But uh, yeah, uh, is the dinner table going to be awkward? Is mom going to have to break it up? These two fighting, throwing mashed taters at each other? I'm not going to give away the winner, but I will say it was a damn good finals best of five event. Go check that out. TPN this week, you're going to have to follow, like, subscribe to TPN's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I don't think there's any specific announcements as of recently, but we're going to try to get to those top 10 lists again, I believe. And uh, I think it's it. Does anybody else need to know anything, Dennis? Am I missing anything? No, that's everything I was aware of. The old switcheroo. I mm, see you, Jill. I see you. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. And folks... If you're going down the soap aisle and you see a bunch of people <laughs> opening up all the body wash and poofing each other in the <laughs> nose with all the various scents, just remember this line from Kung Pao Enter the Fist. That's a lot of nuts! <laughs> and always practice safe pinball. And when you're lost out there and you're all alone, life is waiting, Dennis, to carry you home. Miss you, Bob Saget. Everywhere you look. See you guys later. Or what is it? What is it? Oh, my name is Betty. My name is Betty. Your colors are black. Betty. I forgot Baby. about Betty. I heard a scream. No, I don't know. Not uh, here. Uh, all right. Well, I'm not on my. Uh, I'm not on my meds that control the voices. So, oh. <laughs> so it could be that. <laughs> Hey, you thought our streamers had anxiety? Well, let me tell you about me, Zach. Surprise! Uh, this is Alvin Jones. I'm just a figment of his imagination. A little girl that can turn her head all the way around has been haunting you since childhood. I love pea soup. I think we're good. That's going to be a good episode. I'm feeling that one. Do it bye bye now. God, I love that show.